0: Hey, Warriors. This is Sarah. I just wanted to drop in real quick and let you know that this episode is going to have some yucky, yucky language in it. More yucky than normal. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Because we're repeating something that a bunch of jagoffs said. So it's going to be gross. Just wanted to give you that heads up. So please do not listen to this in front of children. And if you are offended by awful horrible words then you might want to skip this one
1: or we'll tell you when it's getting. Yes. we'll give How you a little that? warning we'll give you a little trigger warning yeah sounds yeah. good all right but here we go here we go this is amy this is sarah and you're listening to the unqualified therapist inc Warrior. Want to know, have you noticed that the unqualified therapist ink is UTI? Have you? Have you? Because we did that on purpose. We did thought that it on was purpose. Funny. <laughs> <Yeah. we're> weirdos. <laughs> we actually sat and thought, what word starts with I? I do feel like, did Randall have a part in that? He did. I do. So we need to give him some props. We do. So I have a notebook, which is crazy because I never fill up a notebook and I'm almost filled up with. From our notes from our episodes. Mm-hmm. But I have a notebook on the front and it just says UTI. <laughs> so I took it out of my school bag. Every time I see it, I giggle. <laughs> I mean UTIs suck. We're la- like the like worst. They're the fucking worst and I don't want them. I hate them, which is why we say that we're the only one you want ever. The only UTI you'll ever want. Ever. So I took it out of my school bag and I put it on the steps. And I came home from work and Within the conversation of like, hey, how are you? How was your day? Mike's mm. like, so. I saw your notebook on the steps, and for a good, like five ten minutes, I thought about it, and I was like, God, she has that much research on UTIs. Like, is there something <laughs> wrong that I don't know about? <laughs> Podcast. But I mean, like, I just think that's fucking epic it that there was that amazing. moment in time where he was like, oh, huh, she's doing a <laughs> lot of research <laughs> on <the> urinary <laughs> <laughs> Like, is there something I should know? Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: So I thought that was fantastic. That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. What a great way to start the episode.
1: Yeah. So, An episode you know.
0: that's gonna just piss me off the further we get into it.
1: I'm here for so we comedic need the relief, people. Yes, we need the all the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So oh. let's talk vaccines, right? Yeah, because damn. So we, when this first, when the pandemic started, I never was getting a vaccine. Fuck vaccines. Everybody else can get them. I'm mm-hmm. never getting them. Mm-hmm. I also was never going to wear a mask. Like, you know, I was, uh, I was in a, I was in a weird spot. Yeah. Yeah. I came, you know, came to Jesus and I realized <laughs> the way it was. <laughs> so wear your mask, get vaccinated. So I was very excited to get um, my first vaccine. Mm -hmm. I got Pfizer and I get number two on Tuesday and I am very scared because of the horror stories I've heard for 24 hours of how sick people get. And it's just weird to like plan your sickness to be like, yeah, yeah, I know this is going to happen. So let's just go get a shot to make it happen. Now, mind you, I'm not regretting it in any way, shape or form. I do feel freedom even being half vaccinated. And so, for my first shot, I just had the pain in the arm, um, where it was like a dead arm, like I really yeah. couldn't lift it, and mm-hmm. I thought that was an, a very surreal feeling. Unfortunately, your first shot—you've mm. had some very strange yeah. side effects that I don't think a lot of people get with the first. I've been just over
0: 24 hours, so I got it on at 4:50 was my appointment time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I actually got in there till like 5:30 though. Very smooth. So I just kind of want to give people the heads up. It looks frightening. Oh, the whole process is you, so smooth. It's so smooth. I mean, I stood outside, there was this gigantic line and I was like, Oh my God, I know oh we all had appointments. You had to have an appointment right. to be there. So there's this gigantic line outside. And I, and then I see how quickly they're letting people in. Cause they're letting, mm-hmm. as people are coming out, they're letting big groups of people in. Okay. So then we get inside and I was like, this is like fucking Disney world. I'm like, <laughs> waiting in line to, <laughs> to ride a ride because you go inside and there's another big fucking line. Yep. I was like, oh my God.
1: So then- did they have the stickers on the floor? So they they did, did. Yeah. They Where stickers. did you get yours at?
0: I got mine at the Bethel Community Center. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was through Spartan Pharmacy. Okay. Which was nice. So we go in and we go into a, a separate room just to verify that we have the right paperwork. So they were like on top of their stuff mm-hmm. to make sure everybody had everything they needed. Then we come out of that separate room into another line, and then, but it all moved very smoothly. I was gone. I was done in less than an hour with uh, all yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. It was like just under an hour. Even
1: your fifteen-minute wait. Even my
0: fifteen-minute <laughs> wait. Yes, because I looked. I was like, oh, look at that. Yeah. And then we go inside, and then you get the vaccination. But they have so many tables set up with yep. so many nurses. But everything is spread out properly. There's not anything you're not like on top of anybody else. And then you turn in your stuff. So I sit down, and the nurse says hi, I'm Patty. She's super sweet. So was mine. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you're going to be getting Moderna today. And I was like,
1: uh, what? <laughs> I Pfizer.
0: I was like, isn't that the one that makes everybody really sick? And she's like, well, you know, don't listen to everybody else because everybody's got different tolerances. And I was like, and you're like, listen, so that means that if shit gonna, happens.
1: It happens, it to, happens me. to me.
0: That means I'm going to get very yeah. sick. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I felt fine. I got the shot. It didn't hurt. I felt great. <clears throat> Came home. I felt great. Uh, I friend, Jess, both of us have mutual friend, Jess. And she's like, does your arm hurt? And I was like, no, actually I feel, I feel perfectly fine. It was like two hours to the minute after I had the shot. I got hit with a brick wall of nausea. I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna puke all over myself. Oh my God, oh my God. And I just got up and and went inside, laid down in my bed, and then my head was just pounding. I went to sleep immediately. This was like 8.30 last night. Yeah. Super early. I got up this morning and my headache was gone, my nausea was gone, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm all right. And so I get up to get out of bed and I almost fell because every joint in my body hurt so bad. And it just, it's been hurting all day. I've just been in a lot of pain all day. My arm really hurts where I got the shot. Well, that's also because she doesn't like to
1: take ibuprofen or Tylenol. And, <laughs> and I just forced her to take some. So I know she'll be good. She'll be good in a little. I'll bit. be all right. Oh, right. I just yeah. hurt. But I tell you what. I'm really, totally worth it. I'm totally worth it. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for this whole thing to be over. I feel the end in sight. I do too. It could be because it was sunny and warm in Pittsburgh for the first time in six months. Oh, it was so nice. People don't realize what that's like to be deprived. Yeah. Of blue skies and sunshine and warmth on your body. I was like, Oh my
0: goodness, this I know is so amazing. And I forget what it's like until I get in the water. Oh my in god. The <laughs> well, in the
1: water? <laughs> well, eventually we will get in the water. Yeah yeah so hopefully it'll get warm i don't know it'll probably just rain i know pittsburgh did you know Mm -hmm. fun fact all right tell me (laughs) pittsburgh gets
0: more rain per year than seattle i didn't know Mm -hmm. guys we have an amy's first we do legitimately amy's first it's an amy's first
1: it's an amy's first it's a amy's first yeah (laughs) did i get it yes
0: (laughs) the yeah gets me every time
1: and I, the whole time she's singing, I'm like, what's my part? <laughs> <laughs> Don't screw this up. Baby. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I'm going to explain to you why in a minute. But I'm going to first tell you what I did. Okay. So the, you, this was the first. This is. Well, yeah, this is the first time I've ever done this before. Okay. Um, I'm a little scared. Oh, no, no. Okay. I, I mean, I say that every time. I know. And then <laughs> nice. you make fun of me anyways. <laughs> I, it's fall in love. Yes. I made a video application for The Amazing Race.
0: What? <laughs> I was taking a drink <laughs> She choked. I shouldn't have done that. That was dumb. <laughs> Poor timing on my part.
1: <clears throat> you did? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. we. My friend Jessie and I spent the day yesterday uh, filming. We filmed a bit in the house and we filmed in the car. I have chills. Yeah. And so... We also have some footage from. So Jesse went with me on like probably the most difficult days of my life, ever, 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 to Phoenix. Yeah. Um. When Scott died, Mm -hmm. to identify his body and to um, you know, I guess claim, claim claim his things. Yeah. Try to figure out what happened. So, um, after. I mean, it, the, the stories and the things that happened, I was like, this is like the amazing race. And so then there's a point where we're running through the airport and we're going to miss our flight to Phoenix because we spent so much time in a certain, in the spot where he died because I was um, like investigating, you know, yeah, and I was like, yeah. cry, you know, all of these things I was yeah. grieving and I was just trying to figure things out. So we almost missed the flight home. And so I'm running and also filming. I don't know. Just decided to film. <laughs> I also had taken a few X and some wine because how else are you gonna get through yeah, that sort of situation? That's the only way. So I'm a little loose. So I'm running and I'm like, oh my god, it's like we're on the amazing race. This is our application here. <laughs> and so ever since then, I'm like, we should do this. And taking it step back, so in, so Scott died in May, and April, I get an email, mid-April. It says, thank you for your application to The Amazing Race. What? Right. So I was on Scott's phone and I found the video. He signed us up. <gasps> so that was kind of, I guess that's what made me think of The Amazing Race because he had signed us up for it and yeah. I didn't even know. How do you sign up without the other person knowing? <laughs> he must have filled out the application for me. Oh, so you didn't do the video application. I he guess. did a video, but he <gasps> didn't have me. he didn't happens. have you- Oh I think God. he told like he told the story as to why I wasn't in it and why he was uh, in New Mexico without me and those sorts of things. Okay. So, I mean, it wasn't gonna fly. Like, there's no way like yeah, <laughs> that would have worked, but he still like sent in the application and then I got the email and then three weeks later he passed away and then when we were running in the airport, it just felt very amazing racy. Right. And so uh <laughs> So we just, yeah. So since then we've been talking about it, that was almost two years ago.
0: Yeah. And I
1: so I know two years it's really hard to believe. Yeah. I, so much has happened since then. Um, yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago and yesterday, like all at once, mm-hmm. but so we decided to apply and we now need to get our, so we filmed a bunch of different like clips and then our next step is to pare it down to three, I think it's three, three minutes and 30 seconds. So then we decide last night after watching our Bobcats win in March Madness never happened before Yeah. in our life, but from what times have we seen it, um, I guess 2012 they won, but anyways, we were super excited. So we were watching our alma mater play basketball. They don't really do well in sports. So it was exciting. We decided to watch the amazing race. Wait, I thought you went to Ohio state. Why do I get that wrong? Because everyone does and they're different and so Ohio different. University. Ohio State is like Broski University. It is Broski University. Ohio, Ohio, Ohio University, University is like like dope, literally. Like lots of weed. So is Bethany. And Dreads. And like. So is Bethany. Just like, hey man. That sort of thing. Mm, yeah. We. No wonder we're kindreds. <laughs> no wonder we are. Yes. <laughs> so we watch it. And here's the only thing: there was all these crazy things they were doing, and not one of those things scared me except when the Amazing Race sets out these freaking white bikinis for them to put on for the next part of the. I was like. Nope, I wish you could see my face. It, everything I was smiling
0: as she's talking, and then I was my I face was just like, dropped because I was, Cause like, I was like,
1: Oh no, Jess. I was like, It's gonna be like the bachelorette where no. they don't or bachelor where they don't let us on because we can't wear a bikini. You can wear a bikini, I anywhere, can, but yeah. these people no, don't, really don't say it, yeah. So, anyways, I thought, Geez, oh man, I hope we get on like the older generation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They have, like, Amazing Race Senior.
1: (laughs) And perhaps. We don't know what 33 is going to bring. Season 33. Oh, I was like, you are not 33, liar. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I definitely am. I've just lived 15 lives. So... I will, I will wear a bikini on national television. I do don't it. get two shits. But do what I'm it. saying is that I know producers are looking for I a certain see what you're type. Saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want us to wear these. I've never seen one where they made them do that before. And so I was just like, what the fuck is this? Mm. So, yeah. I love that show. If I get...
0: Oh, man. When I get on, please tell me that part of your application explained... The trip to Arizona. It did. Oh, good. Because oh, I yeah. feel like that is just so unique
1: and beautiful. Yeah, it did. And it kind of just, we talked about how, well, Jesse had stage four mm. cancer, colon cancer, and went through hell and back. And then how that happening she? to me, she's fine now. Oh, wow. And how we both like skated so close to death that mm-hmm. now, I mean, you want me to jump out of an airplane? You want me to hang glide? Okay. Sure. You want me to eat some? I'm down. <laughs> spider thing I don't know this is so uh, you're gonna get on I'm so excited I really want to do it you're gonna get on
0: and it's going to be incredible yeah so how are they gonna do this through COVID
1: oh I guess you probably have to have your vaccine and it'll probably be after that and so yeah they you know it's a big deal if you can like take off work and I was like, it's like I'll just leave work <laughs> million dollars or is it a half million it's a million no it's a million and so we would each get a half we million, each get a half million. I mean, that's like crazy life-changing it is life-changing fun so I just think that's gonna be an adventure that I'm gonna yeah, get to experience even if you don't win the even if I don't win doing the, it the experience be of being on it and getting to go somewhere yeah. you know that I've never been before yeah perhaps I think it's gonna be incredible I'm talking like it's happening because it is because that's what you're supposed to do. mm -hmm. Manifest that shit. I even said on the application, I said, so when we're on the amazing race, yeah, (laughs) you need to. So oh, you're so good. I just have this feeling. I've never applied for a reality show as much as I love reality shows. This is an Amy's first. I have like this feel like
0: legit feeling in my gut that you're going to be on there. Like, it's just, I just know you are, you're going to be on. I can't wait it's going to be so great. This is going to be so exciting. I know. So yeah, I, I can't wait.
1: Hopefully I'm I not, saw like, pictures the of hated one. Like, No, you will not be. I saw pictures of you guys and
0: you were like, can you guess what we're up to? And I literally was sitting there. I'm like, hmm, what are they
1: doing? And I seriously was trying to guess it myself. I was like, I mean, knowing Amy, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, I mean, I've only got 16, like, what is it? Things in the fire. Right. Why not? Why not add one more? Right. And that's a one more really, really fun. I mean, I just, that's the way I want to live my life. Yes. Yes. I don't even know how many people apply, but someone has to get on. Somebody has to get on. Why not me? The only way you can get a yes is to try it. Right. And some people have applied like six times before they got on. I don't know if they have that sort of perseverance or something like that, but I just feel like it's going to be a one and done. Yeah. You're going to be on. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. So I'm here for it. Everybody's got to get CBS. I'm on it. (laughs) I will use my in-laws
0: password to log into the app. I got it. There you go.
1: All the elderly in the world will be watching me on CBS. I feel like that's like apparent. I love the amazing radio channel. So I had, why do I say this every fucking week? I think it's just cause I'm in a bad spot. So I had a meltdown bad. This whole week was just bad, really, really bad. And I had gotten to a place where I was at a wall. I opened up to Mike and I think that's a really vulnerable thing to do to ask, Miss. to tell someone the truth. And he did something that no one has really ever done before. Hmm. And I haven't told Sarah about this yet. I know I'm mm-hmm. intrigued. because I wanted to say it on the show and I really, I will never properly be able to thank him. And I, I so yeah, I'm just going to try it here, but I mean, I've thanked him so much. I've never been loved in this way. So he saw, where I was stressed and overwhelmed and all of these things. And, you know, he's, he does say to me, have you taken your medication? And mm-hmm. that's fine. I don't get upset about that because I do forget. Mm-hmm. And he checks in on all of those things. And if I've done all those things, then he's like, okay, he took Avery and Brady for the whole weekend.
0: <gasps> oh, my! like gosh. from Friday night.
1: I haven't seen, um, Avery since Friday night. Wow. Yeah. So, He knew that I was done. I hadn't slept, hadn't slept well in days. Um, I needed to sleep. I didn't realize how much Lily needed time with me. Yeah, that was a really big thing that I didn't even notice because I was so stressed. So we got to have that time. I slept, and not only did he take him, but he like fathered him. I know. He taught him how to ride a bike. He bought him a fucking bike out. And it was so adorable, like, watching the two boys, like, ride bikes together. And I, I, I don't know. Like, I just, he has grown into this, like, beautiful dad. Like, it's just unreal to watch from before. It's, it's, there's no words really to say. And I, you know, I can say, like, I don't deserve you or whatever. But, like, his response is always, you love me so well. I just want to give it back to you. And I said, I feel like there's a catch. He's like, why would you always say that? Why do you always say that? He's like, I just want you to be happy and I want to love you in the ways that are tangible. And there's no catch and there's no, he's not going to throw it in my face. Like I had an entire weekend to myself without paying anyone. I'm just, I'm speechless. It, it, it was the biggest gift I think anyone's ever mm-hmm. given me. Mm-hmm. Avery never even called. He He can't normally sleep without me. Right. And um, I don't even know what to say because it is just, it was a beautiful gift to Lily too, because her and I had some incredible discussions and talks and we rolled the windows down and sang songs, sang pink really loud and were wild and crazy on Saturday and just like was able to be us without the stress of you know that Avery can add mm-hmm. to my life, so I just have to say that I am just—I'm blown away, yeah. and I feel so rested, and I feel like a new person, and I just am—I'm amazed every day at the different ways that he figures out. Like he listens so well mm. on how to love me, yeah, and he does. Because he he—he he listens to the podcast, and I then know. he does things. He listens to the podcast. Yes. I know, and that's
0: two like it's that's a two in one I love situation. I
1: couldn't. I don't even think I could ask for anything more. No. I was telling him that I had a dream. I woke up and he was like, "What, what was it about?" And I said, "I don't remember, but I remember this one part where somebody was like interviewing me for something, mm-hmm. and because I was probably famous." <laughs> <laughs> duh. And, <laughs> duh.
0: Aren't and, you the girl from The Amazing Race? Uh,
1: yes, actually. <laughs> I am. I'm the one that ate the full spider. And yeah, I know. It didn't even cringe. So, anyways, this woman was interviewing me and she asked me what I would change about Mike or our relationship. And my response was nothing. I mean, it's growing as it should and it evolves and it's perfect. And I looked over my shoulder and he was standing right there. Oh my gosh. And, I, and so it was like, you know, that was my dream basically mm-hmm. was that he was hearing me. So, I can, I want to say it out loud to everyone. I mean, he's just that amazing. That's so great. I'm so happy for you. I know. And I just feel so, I just never expected to have a second life Mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. And it's really a beautiful one. And my mental health is still jacked. That doesn't go away. No, but I have a supportive partner who tangibly loves me because he listens so well to what's going on. I think you bring up
0: a really, really valid point in saying that your mental health is still jacked. I know that that's like fucked up to say, like, that's really great to say
1: it is because people think
0: that my life is perfect now. Well, also people think like, I'll be happy when, oh my gosh. Yeah. If, if I could find a relationship like that, if I I'll had a lot happy. of money or if I had a million dollars, my depression would go away no. I would, no, it's an illness. It's not yeah. like if I find somebody who loves me, my cancer is going to go mm-hmm. away. Like that's not how it works. Right. It's an illness. So I think that you saying that just,
1: yeah, it's really, solidifies. it's super important to realize that that's still there. Mm-hmm. You just are able to manage it better because right. of the people you're, you're surrounding yourself with and the other things in your life
0: are a little easier now yes and not so overwhelming
1: oh my gosh I'm so happy I was so excited to tell you about it and then it was hard to wait because we weren't we've been together for a while I know <laughs> but it's it's just so my heart is just so full I yeah I just
0: thank you Mike thank you Mike thank you for being so wonderful to my girl oh oh <laughs> She deserves it so so much. You do, and Mm. anybody who says I don't deserve this, like you just said, I know you are very deserving of love, and you're very deserving of a beautiful love. And don't settle. Don't don't settle. It's out there. I promise. And if even if it's rough at first, when you talk through things, oh my gosh, yes. And you use that. And don't give up on people. Yes, don't give up. Give them the benefit of the doubt and just say. You know, I, we'll get... Well, I'm it's that get, whole
1: know better, do better, yes, right? yeah. Maybe they just didn't know. Right. And you're not going to know until you talk about it. Right. So, so many differences in the way men and women think, and I think that's a good mm. transition. Let's do it,
0: girl. Into
1: the episode. <laughs> so it's um, Women's... It's Women's History History month. month. And so we... Not that we don't talk about women all the time, but we thought we would focus a little bit on some women-centric issues mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah. I'm going to let Sarah start us off. So the thing
0: we're going to focus on today is... Is it too late now to say sorry? <laughs> <laughs> the Biebs. Just kidding. We're not talking about Justin Bieber. We are going to talk about how women say, I'm sorry, too much. And we're going to also talk about some toxic masculinity in there because that has part of, yeah, you know, the reason why. hmm So... Um, Oh girl, I started watching this documentary cause you know, me and my documentaries. I love my documentaries. I know they give me, they give me all the info that I want to hear that day. So today or I not. watched or not. <laughs> right. So today I watched one. Um, Oh, this is terrible. I can't even remember what it's called. I'll put it in the show notes, but I watched one. It was on IMDb. And it was a woman, her name was Cassie, and she was a feminist, like a pretty hardcore feminist mm-hmm. and was um, into women's beliefs. She's been making documentaries for years, straight out of college, has been doing this. So she decides she's going to make this documentary about uh, like toxic masculinity. Okay. So she starts by talking to the, what we would call, quote, opposing side. So she's seeking out men okay who don't believe in toxic masculinity that it exists that it exists Mm -hmm. and that you know there's this other flip side of the coin let me just share with you what she did so she sought out this gentleman who (laughs) i'm sorry i'm just (laughs) and we haven't discussed i don't know Mm -mm, what's coming mm -mm. She's sought out this gentleman, if you can call him that. His name is Paul Elam, which his last name is male spelled backwards, and that is his legit last name. Jesus. And he is the he is a part of the men's rights activists.
1: Hmm. So, guys,
0: this exists.
1: I had that written down too. Yeah, yeah. And it's like men. Yep, mm-hmm. it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Men's rights. So, yes. <laughs> now, what I am gonna say
0: is that. I do believe that there is a stigma attached to men that creates this toxic masculinity. Because it's the way that they're brought up and it's the things that they say. So here are some things. here's, Here's your little trigger warning of some of the things that... Oh, yeah. So if you don't want to hear it, fast forward. Yeah. So... Um, this isn't exactly it, this little list of things,
1: but just kidding, you know, um,
0: (laughs) Well, right after this, I will be, um, but these are the things that men are told, you know, growing up, like man up, grow a pair, you pussy. Yes. You grow some balls. Don't cry. Like, have you had sex yet? Remember when we watched that
1: documentary? Yes. I was thinking about that today Mm -hmm. because I wrote down similar things about the boys will be boys. Yes. And be a man. Like what are manna. you, a girl?
0: Yeah. You run like a girl. You scream like a girl. Or you... when
1: you cry, they all uh-huh. say, like, what are you, a girl? Uh huh. Go, Go do see. your nails. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, I have a friend who calls his sons sissies. Nope. When they cry. So that's, that's hard. That's hard to hear. Mm-hmm. So, this men's rights activist group, they talk about that. And I totally agree with that. I get it. Like, that's how men have been raised for eons.
1: Oh, I definitely agree with that. I didn't know that's what, I thought it was a different sort Oh of no, it is. Okay. It is. It is.
0: So, um, they think that this is their, their perspective. This is why they put this group together, mm-hmm. that there is a value of male work more than female work. Okay. And that there's a value of female life more than male life. Because they say, "Well, what happens when a boat is sinking? Women and children oh first. My gosh. What happens when a plane crashes? Women and children first. So our lives are marginalized by that being like the process." Wow. They talk about how they have the dangerous physical jobs, like working on oil. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know what you call that? Oil rig. rigs. There, I was like oil plant. That's not right. Nope, it's a rig. <laughs> oil rigs, or working like. um... I don't even know all these different things. So here's my argument for that. And you can also jump in. There are so many decades and, and centuries that we weren't allowed to do things like that, right? Like we weren't permitted to do things like that by men. It's not like women were like, no, we're not going to do that. It was men saying, no, you're not going to do that. We're going to do it. You need to stay home, and here are your roles. Right. You need to cook dinner. You need to do the laundry. You need to take care of the children. You need to keep the house. Don't you worry your pretty little head about earning the money. I'm going to do that. Right. And I'm going to go do these dangerous things because they pay more and because mm-hmm. it makes my masculinity yeah. inflate and I feel better about myself. Yeah. That's my whatever. So. My thing is too, that now that we're gaining some, I ground, just call
1: bullshit on that. I do.
0: I just call straight total bullshit. bullshit on Don't it. Don't tell me you have a
1: more, whatever, yeah. unsafe job or something. That's bullshit.
0: Yeah. So we have safer jobs, but whatever. let's, let's think about that. Let's break it down. So now we're, we're given permission. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you mm-hmm. so much for giving us permission to do shit, um, as human beings. Uh, but when women join workforces, that are primarily male. Yeah. The harassment is so fucking severe yeah. that we don't want to be a part of that. Right. Like the stories of women in the military. Yeah. Blow my mind at how much stuff gets covered up. Right. And how much there's just like this, let's keep it quiet type of thing. They right. deal with it all internally. Mm-hmm. Like none of that is brought out into public court system. Like it's all handled internally. I mean, there's that case of the woman who went missing from um, a Texas uh, military base. Yeah. And um, she was killed on base and the soldier took her out in like a big, kind of like a suitcase type of thing. Okay. I think it was Fort Hood. If you look up I the case. believe you might be right. Yeah. So, the, and there's been a lot of things that have happened at that particular base too.
1: So, I mean, just, I just call total bullshit on it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. That's yeah. like, that's like white people crying, like reverse racism. Yeah,
0: Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I wrote this, I actually wrote this down in my notes because, uh, part of it was like, not all men, like, why do you guys say that there's this rape culture? And why is this, this like, you know, toxic masculinity? Because not all men are like that. And I wrote, not all men is like saying not all whites, Right, and the to same. me, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because every white person has some sort of racism that's been ingrained sure. in them at some point that they even either need to overcome or learn past. Yeah, there's uh, there is room for learning, no matter what your situation is. Right, and there's room for learning for men, no matter what the situation yeah, is. Absolutely, and for women too. Yeah. So anyways, this girl does this documentary and she starts questioning herself herself. Jeez, oh man! And she's like, I don't know. I mean, maybe there is something to this male, you know, uh, whatever
1: adversity and whatever." I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, like I couldn't listen to her talk anymore. I was like, is she serious? Is she for real? You definitely have to put that in the show notes. Cause now I want to watch it. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: Red pill. It's called red pill.
1: Red pill. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. They basically the essential thing is, you know, the matrix, the red pill or the blue pill. And the blue pill is what we've all been given Mm -hmm. and what we see. And then the red pill is what the actuality is. And that is that men are not being treated equally. Yeah. And their cases, what they were talking about was that like in court cases with custody, that men don't get custody most of the time. And so (laughs) that's just, okay. I can't, I can't, can't. So, um, is like, uh, mm, when it comes to the court custody stuff, I think about was there a 50 50 share of the responsibilities? Mm-hmm. Prior to this court case happening. Yeah. Because if there was, okay, maybe you do deserve 50% yeah. of the custody of your children. If there wasn't and your wife was taking care of mm-hmm. these kids solely by herself mm-hmm. and you really weren't doing much
1: of anything to help, then what makes you think that you can accept 50% of the time with those kids? Right. I do I do think it's interesting that <sighs> Lily and I talked about this. My daughter is a very strong women's rights activist. She mm-hmm. is very strong in her beliefs on yeah. um, women's lib, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, so we were discussing how interesting it is that the two men that I have been with also believe in women's rights mm-hmm. and also show emotion and mm-hmm. also don't have like a weird set of rule state, like roles right, in the home.
0: Like and, gender roles. Gender roles.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I said, honestly, Lily, I said, if that wasn't the case. I'd probably just be with a woman because yeah. I cannot handle that disgusting, dripping, like, Mm-mm. gross masculinity. Cheese, oh. <laughs> I mean i I don't want to ever emasculate a man, and because I think that it's important for them to have, and mm-hmm. you know, their integrity in being a man, yeah. right? But <laughs> I can't stand it when they just refuse to show emotion or they're always right or they talk down to me mm-hmm. or they mansplain some shit to me. Uh, I cannot deal with that shit no. because I don't know. And maybe it's cause I'm older now. I'm just like, fuck that. Yeah. But I think that, that there's so many great men who aren't this way. Yeah. And they have found our way to our doors because mm-hmm. Randy is another one. Yeah, he absolutely is. And I don't, I don't mesh well. No. <laughs> With With men who aren't, even if I'm like, even if it's a friend of a friend, I'm just like, mm, walking out of this situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just didn't know it was a whole movement. (laughs) It is a whole movement.
0: All right. Now here's a trigger warning. Okay. Because I'm going to go into what this uh, Paul Elam has done. Uh, So this is directly from him. So this is an article from him. And it says satire fog alert satire so now i'm quoting him from here okay in the name of equality and fairness i am proclaiming october to be bash a violent bitch month (gasps) what the fuck i'd like to take the i'd like to make it the objective for the remainder of this month and that all the octobers that follow for men who are being attacked and physically abused by women to beat the living shit out of them I don't mean subdue them or deliver an open-handed pop to the face to get them to settle down. I mean literally to grab them by the hair and smack their face against the wall till the smugness of beating on someone because you know they won't fight back drains from their nose with a few million red... I don't know what
1: this is. Corpsicles. I know what that skull, is. Like that, but I don't... Yeah. I don't know. I'm quoting him. And then make them clean up the mess. Where does he have these factual things that men are being beat up? Then he says, not satire. You know,
0: we used to have a name for people who only hit those that they knew wouldn't fight back. Bullies. And we know that bullies are cowards. Put a hurting on one and they go find someone else to pick on every time. It's what cowards do. Now, am I serious about this? No, not because it's wrong. It's not wrong. Everyone should have the right to de- defend themselves. Hell, women are often excused from killing someone whom they allege has abused them. Oh my gosh. They can shoot them in their sleep and walk. Happens all the time. It'll even get you a spot on Oprah. Mm-hmm. And cuntists across the cuntosphere Mm-mm. will be lionizing you.
1: Cuntists across, across the country End quote. Okay. Is there something I'm missing about this demographic of men who are getting the shit kicked out of them by women? I don't think so. Because I don't think so either.
0: I I call bullshit again. This, uh, my mouth, I, I could not, my jaw could not have dropped any further without unhinging from my skull. It was disgusting. This like is I was from disgusted. that. Is this is from
1: that documentary.
0: This is the guy from the documentary that she talked to. And then I started looking him up okay. and I pulled up their website and mm-hmm. then this was part of it. This was one of the articles on there was bash a Bitch month. And so I was like, Hmm, going to need to read this. What's his website. So his website is just Paul Elam.com. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. He wrote a book, red pill psychology. He wrote a book on chivalry. I'm sure that's just <laughs> chock full of some great <laughs> information. <laughs> he wrote a book on men and women relationships. I'm sure his relationship advice is stellar. I- he launched a voice for men.com. So, um, and it's been regarded as the flagship for the online men's movement.
1: <laughs> I can't even speak. I, I, know. Know I know
0: it's just, it's,
1: um, it's good times. Those
0: are, all, those are all quotes from him, by the way.
1: Directly from him. I guess there is a big online movement. Mm -hmm. Because I was having Sarah listen to this Dr. Katz, and he was talking about something that I hadn't heard of before. And it is called Incel. Mm -hmm. And that is when you are involuntarily celibate. Because you... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Because you cannot find a partner. Because nobody wants your fucking toxic masculine ass. So...
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're a chauvinist so I
1: do feel like this is a, a, a place that we can discuss we really wanted to talk what ha- talk about what happened in Atlanta and while I do find it to be a definite hate crime um, against the Asian community I do feel that also it was against women because he cried some bullshit that they were tempting his whatever sexual desires he felt that they were, um, they were like They were too attractive or too difficult for him to to avoid, and he was a sex addict, and he was he was like a a, I don't know some Mm -mm. fucking like Mm -mm. zealous religious person who you know felt that these women it was their fault. It's basically I mean God, how long have we been talking about this? Where it's our fault, it's our fault, it's our fault. Oh yeah, it's it's for wearing this or doing this Mm -hmm. or doing that. So they're just like you know they're. (laughs) anyways that was that was his reasoning was that it was because he could not control himself it was a temptation and so the temptation had to be taken out I'm not invalidating the fact that this was definitely a hate crime against the Asian community I believe that 100% but I do believe it was also a hate crime against women who are just fucking trying to do their jobs the fact you can't control yourself is your goddamn problem
0: yeah like, it's
1: not my problem that you can't control Like, yourself. get a grip. Mm-hmm. Have some discipline. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. Cut it off. Yeah. Seriously. Like, I don't if know what to If you're that say. concerned about it, then go get – be <laughs> a eunuch. I don't know. I don't know. But, you you know, there's just – there's no way you can blame a woman on the fact that you can't control your sexual business. No. It's ridiculous. That's sorry, ridiculous. sorry. I got real fired up because when I heard that, I was like, are you – fucking getting me. Yeah. I can't, I can't take these. And he just happened to be a white man. Of course. And,
0: and I do feel the need to note. I feel like it's a notable thing to say that I have not seen one person of color on any of these sites or documentaries. These are all white men from what I have seen. Yep. Because white men have this complex. They have to be in power over everyone. And they feel very threatened. Very threatened. And that's the thing, too, that I was I was thinking about while I'm watching this, and I thought, we're making games now. We're getting our voices out there. hmm We are being heard. We are, you know, we have people like... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in, they in office. They hate, openly hate, hate, hate. threaten hate. to kill. We have Nancy Pelosi as the Speaker of the House. We Who have,
1: everyone hates.
0: Yeah. Why? Why? Why is what right. I want to know. We have Kamala oh, Harris she's as our Vice President. because she's a powerful woman. woman. Yeah. So we have all these women in power speaking about women in power and speaking mm-hmm. about this, you know, toxic masculinity. So we're making gains and people like us are getting our voices out there too. So like everyday people... Are being heard. And I think that that is what has caused this kind of increase in this male rights movement because Mm -hmm. they're feeling threatened. It's like, okay, you guys aren't being quiet about it anymore. Right. Now we need to do something. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't want to hear you whining about how it's harder to get into schools or to get a job or, um, like, positions of power. Get over it get over it. Well,
1: I was listening to the podcast that uh, where they were talking with Dr. Katz. She was talking about affirmative action and how men are, you know, they hate it. Yeah, but she said that mostly men gain from affirmative action in college applications because women come so much more prepared and have much higher skill sets and grades and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's only because of affirmative action that men are getting that it. That men are getting yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know, maybe we work harder because we yeah. feel that we, we have to. to. We have to, we have to work harder. We right. have to stand out more.
0: We can't just show up like- No. There's no way we have to be No, prepared.
1: you cannot just
0: show up. Mm-mm. No way. And and the thing is is that so these men's rights activists are saying we have an advantage. We don't have an advantage. We're just beginning to have a seat
1: at the table. And that's <laughs> and that's just pissing them it's off. It's pissing them off. Yeah, and I bet you it pisses them off even more for two girls like us who like mm-hmm. I'm sure if this Elam guy, that is that his name, Elam, mm-hmm. heard us, he would call us bitches and cunts mm-hmm. and this that, and the other. Mm-hmm. It would make him so mad to know that we have supportive men. Yeah. That we're in relationships with.
0: Right. And for them to say that they're discriminated at all, like it just blows my mind. Like they're not discriminated by law in any sense of the word. They're not discriminated in the workplace. They're not discriminated in sports. No, they are not discriminated in like power status. They
1: have the, they have the upper hand in all of that. Right. Still. And I think that, the other movie that you and I both saw that everyone should watch is Moxie. Oh my God. I love Moxie so much. You guys got to watch it. It's really, truly about exactly what we're we're speaking on right now. Yep. And so my daughter said, she was like, is there anything more hot than that? And it was when the mm. you yep. know what I'm gonna I
0: say. Know it. I love it. When
1: he had the star and the heart and he showed her. Yep. She's like, That is the hottest thing yeah. anyone could do. I said, You are right. You're so right. And then it was a huge compliment to Mike. She said, Mike would have done the same thing. Yeah, he would. So this So would Randy. Oh, totally. Hundred oh, percent. Mm-hmm. So this star and heart was just a representation of this underground like idea that you stand with women. Yeah. And
0: it was, it, she had posted, you know, wear stars and hearts on your hand tomorrow. If you yeah. support in support of this yeah. movement of us to try to have these rights, because what was happening is that, and this isn't giving anything away. This is like the beginning of the movie, right. but they have this list that goes out every year. And it's like most bangable. Yeah. Uh, best rack. Yeah. Greatest ass. And the girls were like, this is fucked up. Like mm-hmm. stop
1: doing this to us. And so, um, It's a fantastic movie to watch with your kids and your family and anyone, anyone who you want to have, start a conversation with. I watched it with my daughter and she's seven. I will tell you, you know,
0: if you are very, very
1: Conservative.
0: conservative, you might not want to do that. There are some curse words. Um, they talk about rape, they talk about, you know, some other things. So you know, my daughter asked me what rape was. I said that's something I'll explain to you later. Yeah. That's just not something I was prepared to explain her right. right now. And I think I think that's fine. If you
1: um, you know, you choose what you share with your kids. And but- they're really only gonna remember the parts that you discussed and exactly. Yeah. So and- you can talk about, you know, the yeah. parts you wanna talk about or don't watch it with them, but watch it yourself. Yeah. So you can kind of understand what I don't know, school is like for kids. Yeah. That thought it was a pretty good representation. It
0: is. A, it's a very good representation. Please watch Moxie. If you're not comfortable watching it with your kids, watch it yourself
1: first. And I mean, then it's like,
0: male, female, I don't care. It's like entry-level
1: stuff here. It is.
0: It is entry-level feminism. Be,
1: yeah. This will just give you a very, like, tiny
0: little insight. Yeah. What I also feel... I'm kind of going off topic here, but I feel like I need to clarify what feminism is. Because feminism is not... That women need to be better than men feminism is that we need to just have equal rights that's it we're looking for equality it's just wanting the seat at the table wanting Mm -hmm. the opportunities that men have wanting equal pay wanting to just be revered in the same way right if not yeah so anyway we don't want to like overtake anybody no we love our men yeah we do. We love our. I love my husband. He we is, both have
1: sons. We love our yes, sons. I, I mean, it's just, we're not men haters. No.
0: And that's what I think a lot of people have. I do. I do
1: think that they think that. And, yeah. and I mean, no, it's just as much as I hate a racist. Right. Right. I also like hate somebody, some guy who's going to be anti-woman, right. whatever you are. Yeah. I don't know. Donald Trump. What? Not? Um, that.
0: <laughs> but I do have to say. Now you said we both have sons. We both are trying to raise our sons to not be this yep. way. So we have these conversations, and that's where it starts. If you have a, if you have kids, period. I don't care if it's a daughter or a son. Have these conversations with them because your daughters need to know that it's not acceptable, acceptable to be talked to, right? The way that it's accepted in society right like don't accept that as a person if even if it's accepted by you know the general population
1: yeah and i mean i think that when your kids are really little there's not you can't you can't do a ton but what i'm trying to teach avery this is so hard is that emotions are good yes. but every freaking toddler on the planet's going to play you with mm-hmm. their fake cry mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's a weird way to go like trying to be in that middle place of mm-hmm. you know So I I try to just talk to him like an adult. I'm like, listen, if you're crying about something for real, like you're really hurt, you're really sad, cry. Mm -hmm. But that fake stuff, I was like, then nobody's gonna believe you when you really cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's 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 a weird balance that I don't think I've definitely like gotten right. But I'm not gonna tell him, don't cry. Yeah, that's a girl thing or that's a sissy thing to do. Right. That's one of the worst things you could tell Mm -hmm. a boy. Absolutely.
0: So bad, so bad. I have been saying to my son since I can remember, it's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. And then when he would cry and say something about it, I would say, "No, the world needs more boys like you." Yeah. And so then after that, he knows it's okay to cry. Yeah. But he'll still come inside if he, he's 11 now, and he'll he'll come inside though if depending on who's outside with him. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Just let
1: it out. Don't just don't hold it in. That's where the rage and the anger comes. Yes. And that's when we start doing things that are violent. Yeah. So let's not let that happen. Let's not please open that throat chakra. Yes. And, and stop
0: saying, I'm sorry.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) I felt so, I felt so convicted listening to her Ted talk. I have a very bad habit of apologizing. Me too. All the time mm-hmm. for everything all day, every day. And Sarah read an article and I listened to a Ted talk and they were similar about, I mean, I think both of them struck us. Like we mm-hmm. were, it was just like, <laughs> yeah. I was so convicted. Um, and I thought, wow, 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 wow. I have to make some changes. And yeah. I thought I had made changes because I was very clear about this. I'm sorry, bullshit mm-hmm. prior to this. But I realized that it's like instinct. Like when you run into someone, Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. Yeah. I'm sorry. Excuse me. It. See, I just fucking did it. Uh-huh. I just did it. just did it. It's on tape. When someone tape. runs into you. <laughs> Hi, this is 1986. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our radio show. <laughs> Ready? We're... Hit play, record. Now. We're, We're in our parents' basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we would have never been that cool. So ever. someone runs into you. Yeah. And immediately I say, I'm sorry. I do too. The fuck I didn't do shit. Right. You ran into me, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. But my favorite, <laughs> my favorite story that she tells is the one where her, there, there's a, it's a, a bunch of coworkers at a dinner and he is not the superior, mm-hmm. this gentleman worker. He is definitely not the boss. Okay. That's all I know. He comes and he is late. I would have texted everyone Uh fifty-two times. I would have apologized. I would have said exactly the fact that, you know, Avery's socks didn't match and then he wanted this and then he wanted this. And I mean Told the whole story. I would have told the whole story because I felt like it was necessary. I would have Mm -hmm. said, Oh my gosh, and then I forgot that I didn't get gas the night before. It's my fault. I'm an idiot. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No no. He shows up and he says, Thank you for waiting. And then she says
0: and then everybody opened their menus and just went about their business and said, you're welcome. For fuck's sake.
1: I, I'm doing that. Yeah. Thank you for waiting. Thank you for waiting for me. Because I don't need to tell you what a shit show my life is in mm-hmm. order to get your forgiveness. I didn't do anything to you. Right. My life just happened. Mm-hmm. And so you do, I'm not, I don't need to
0: apologize. Right. I'm not going to apologize for my life. When Kelsey said that on our our empath episode. Yeah. It changed my life. Yeah. When she said, I'm not, or she's actually, I'm sorry. She said, there I go. I said, I'm sorry again. Um, Correction. (laughs) Correction. She said, I'm, I don't want you to apologize to me for my life.
1: Yes. Both of those though, hit home for me. I don't, it's another thing we can, you know, just touch on it real quickly when you, when someone dies. Yeah. The I'm sorry is, I don't know. It just isn't helpful.
0: I get where it comes from.
1: I do too. Cause I do it.
0: I do too. I say the same thing. I'm so sorry for your loss. And I understand because it's coming from a place of, I'm sorry. You're feeling pain. Right. I, I don't want you to feel pain. But and I, I don't have sorry. pity on you. I want people to know that too. right, right, right. Like I feel sorry that you're having this pain. I'm not feeling pity. I'm mm-hmm. not feeling yeah. any sort of way
1: except the fact that it hurts me that you're hurting. Right. So right. maybe, yeah. Just... And, I, and I, I can see that and maybe that's, that's okay because it's, there's not a whole lot of things to say that are right. Right. Low like low. what else are you going There say? really isn't. So.
0: What I've been trying to say actually to Amy, when she tells me something that's like so heartbreaking and just, why am I laughing? Cause it's, what I I know. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're being real with me and you're like, you know, this was a really hard day, yeah. this and this happened, I've been very conscious about, instead of saying, I'm sorry that that happened, or I'm sorry, you're feeling that way. I've been trying to say things like that sucks, or I don't know what to say. So just know that I'm here mm-hmm. for you and I love you. And that's kind of what I've been doing those two kind of responses. I don't know how
1: how I'm
0: receiving it or anything, but I hope you know that
1: (laughs) there's really, here's the thing is there's really nothing to say that's the right thing, but I know that not saying anything on either of our parts is bad. It's bad. So there are days when I just have to say to you, we're off topic. I know we are now, but I'm not going to apologize for it. No. Mm. So there are days when I'm so low and so bad that I have, you know, I make myself tell you. Mm-hmm.
0: And you should, and I but love there's that. There's
1: nothing that you need to do. It's just that I'm let like, somebody else need to needs to it. know that I am dying over here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that you know, I'm sorry. And it cheapens when you really need to apologize. It does, because we say it so much. They we honest... need to apologize when we've hurt someone yeah, and they're hurt. Mm-hmm. That's when you say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The article that I read is by Tara Swart,
0: and she is a neuroscientist, a medical doctor. She's also a leadership coach, and she's author of the book, The Source. But she said, um, serial, serial apologists mostly do so out of habit. And that's yeah. so true because it is. It's the go to mm-hmm. thing that comes out of your mouth. It says she says that, you know, can possibly stem from childhood where somebody's made to feel wrong or fearful. Mm-hmm. And that's an anxiety response. Yeah. She talks about that and she ca- talks about creating a shame response too, which is a big Brene Brown topic, which mm-hmm. I could just, I would fall over dead if I could meet Brene Brown. <laughs> I'd be like, that's it. My life is complete. <laughs> Peace out. It's been good knowing all y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she talks about how apologizing when we have done something wrong is a real strength. But compulsive apologizing presents as weakness at work and in personal relationships. Hmm. And And she's so right. And when Maja... Raja yeah. Jovanovic mm-hmm. does a TED talk on this and she talks about how she saw that panel of women speak. And these are like <laughs> yeah. super notable women. Yeah. They've written books. They're doctors. They're experts on the topic. And when they introduce themselves, they say like, I'm so-and-so. And I don't really know what I have to add to this conversation. Right. And Maja says, well, like, if you don't know what you have to add, like, should I go check out like the food trucks or the cafeteria <laughs> or
1: something? Cause
0: I paid to come see you,
1: but. And, and that's just confidence. And I feel that ingrained in me somewhere is that confidence is bad. Yes. So I do these things, even though I have a lot of confidence in myself. So I've been doing things lately where I'm like, yeah, I'm a kick-ass teacher. Right. You should, because you are like, I can do things that the things I do are amazing. Yes, it is amazing that I am raising these children. Yep. It is amazing that I get out of bed every day. Yeah. So one of the things she says is that your only response is thank you. Mm -hmm. And then she says, and then shut up and then just shut up and walk away. Mm -hmm. You do not need to give any sort of buffering, you know, Mm -hmm. well, uh, and then, and then, when she talks about humble and humility yeah. and the actual definition of it, I was like, "Ooh, mm, maybe I've been using that word wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So to say, you know, uh, uh, to be humble is not necessarily a very good thing to say. The definition of humble is having
0: as an adjective is having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own, of one's own importance. Yeah. As a verb, humble is defined as lower in dignity or importance.
1: Why were we taught that humility is so good? I don't and know. And being humble is like and this being great. Humble thing. is really just saying, "I'm not good at this. I'm not. I have I'm no importance. importance.
0: Yeah, I'm not important. I don't have dignity. Like right. who doesn't have? Who doesn't want to have dignity in themselves? It's <laughs> So no, humble. No. I, I I'm taking that out. I'm my taking vocabulary. that out. Just like I took hustle out of my vocabulary,
1: so humble's coming out too. Hustle? Hustle's out. I mean, I I, I don't like it because that means like, what do you, what's the reason why I don't like it? I don't like it because I I feel like it's like your worth is on your doing.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what it is. I took hustle out because I feel like there's such this, uh, this weight on people to, it's like, let's wear this badge of honor of being fucking Mm -hmm. tired and worn out as fuck. Like I'm gonna run around and say, like, oh, I'm so tired because I'm so that busy and I do an episode we need to do. Yeah.
1: I do all these seven hundred
0: and forty-three things every single day. And look at me, I'm amazing because of it. Cause I hustle, 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 hustle. No, and I'm no. so humble about it. Yeah. Hustle, definition, as a verb. Force to move hurriedly or unceremoniously in a specified direction.
1: Hmm.
0: I don't want to be
1: hurried anymore. No, the I'm second too old for that. <laughs> I'm too old for this. Sh- too old for this shit.
0: That's a podcast. The second one is obtained by forceful action or persuasion. Barf.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. So, um, no, no Mm-mm. hustle and humble are gone. They're gone. And another thing that she said, and I will get you, let you get back to the article is that instead of saying, I'm sorry, just say, I have an idea. Yeah. I can add to this. Mm -hmm. Not I'm sorry, but can I talk or I'm sorry, this might not be a good idea, but Uh I'm sorry, but I'm sorry about, I'm sorry about, ah. I'm sorry about, I'm sorry about. about. So when parents, it happens often and I am, because I'm trying to learn not to take things personally Mm -hmm. and that everyone's doing things. It's just, you can't read things into things anymore. Probably ever, but They'll point out to me that there's mistakes on a Google test or a Google form or this, that and the other. It's fine. Uh, Here's how I've been handling it. I've been saying, thank you. Hmm. I will fix that right away. I appreciate it. And that's it. Good for you. Not, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because you know what? Everybody fucking makes mistakes. Right.
0: I apologized in probably three work emails this week.
1: Ew. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And one of them was for like a computer glitch that I had no control over.
1: Right, and i still apologized for it well think about it we apologized to rochelle when the ghost decided to make it so that we couldn't start the show Oh
0: yeah we apologized a million times Mm -hmm. and it wasn't it was us right (laughs) (laughs)
1: listen ghost we can
0: kick it it's cool we love you we love this kind of stuff we're good still here yeah so we know you're still here because you're doing shit in here like turning off the fans and stuff but it made the Ooh. sound
1: better. It did. It so did. thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this Dr.
0: Swart, Tara Swart, she's, she's got some good info. And she mm-hmm. talks about how curbing the constant need to apologize, it requires the same strategy as like kicking another habit. So if you're like going to stop yeah. smoking and, yeah. and stop, you know, doing some other things. So we need to build a strong pathway in the brain because that's all what it's all about and trying to kick habits So the first one is an awareness that you need to change. So now I'm like super hyper aware of (laughs) the words. I'm sorry. And every time they come out of my mouth, I'm like, damn it. And then I want to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Cause I said, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Well, she even said like you could take it back. Take it back. Nope. Didn't mean that. that. I am not sorry for Mm -hmm. being here. Yeah. And then attention to each time
0: you apologize excessively, which is pretty much all the time.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Accountability. Have a friend alert you every time you do it. So we're going to be on that with each Mm -hmm. other and then mindfully swapping out apologies for other phrases. So you gave one to like, I have an idea Mm -hmm. or thank you for waiting for me. Those are really great ones. She said, if somebody runs into you, just say, Oh, excuse me. Yeah. (laughs) Or pardon me. Yeah. Or go ahead. Go ahead. After you I like that your turn. (laughs) So those were her her things for that. If you interrupt and you're like, Oh, sorry. Um, you just say, I'd like to add, I have an idea. I'd like to expand on that Mm -hmm. and then sorry to complain. You know, those kinds of things are like, Oh, sorry, but yeah, that's the, I'm sorry, but
1: right. she says to say, thank you for listening. Right. So when you vent to someone Mm-hmm. what you do to your few close people mm-hmm. at the end, you're like, I'm so sorry that I just, unloaded. Yeah, sorry to vent instead say, you know, well, first of all, you're, you should only be venting to people that are cool with listening to that. Yeah. Or else you need new friends. Yeah. So at the end of it, say, thank you so much for letting mm-hmm. me talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for listening for listening. And that's going to take some time for me to redo that in my brain. I'm number one. will be like, sorry for venting. That's and you my
0: number one thing I say.
1: And I apologize to um, waitresses and baristas and bartenders a lot.
0: I do it every time they get my order
1: wrong. Why? I'm so sorry, but um, um I really, I asked for no onions. Yeah. Guys, I have
0: to tell you a story. Oh, boy. <laughs> So I went to a restaurant in Pittsburgh and I'm going to call them out because it was a, it was bullshit service. Mm. We went to waffles Inc, which is, uh, um,
1: supposed to not be bullshit,
0: but okay. Yeah. It's like a real hipstery place. Yeah. You were excited to go super excited to go because they have gluten-free waffles and they're bomb. Like they're really good. Okay we've been there three times now, and two of the three times have been mm. awful. So mm, uh, um, <laughs> so this time I order the berry, like whatever, it's this waffle and all that's, and it's like blueberries and raspberries inside the waffle. Okay. And then there's blueberries, raspberries, and strawberries on the top of it. Okay and whipped cream. I have to explain that to you because I need to tell you what happened. Oh boy. So I take this bite and I'm like, oh, that tastes like green pepper. Oh no. like, what the hell? So then I like start digging into my waffle. She's like,
1: I didn't want a savory waffle.
0: Yeah. And (laughs) there I'm like digging out bits of green pepper all throughout this fucking waffle. So what I'm thinking is they didn't clean the waffle iron properly from the previous waffle and that they just made mine and like didn't care that there were bits of green pepper all over this thing. Like it was throughout the whole thing. Ew. So I couldn't eat it. Okay? So I ate part of it and then I was like I'm not eating this. This is gross. Yeah. So
1: I did the, it have waitress, the berries as well. Yes, it Ew. was
0: all full of berries. It was just berry berry, berry like tons of berries, but
1: Throw also in peppers. some
0: green peppers that's in there disgusting. and it's disgusting. So, I mean, I could handle if it was all savory, but yeah. no, don't give me that. <laughs> so, I, you know, grab like flat, like put my hand up, that like, hey so sorry. Yeah. And she comes over and I'm like, I'm so sorry, but. And then oh, I like, yeah. don't even get a chance to say anything because I had like pulled them out and put some to the side. And I was like, there's green peppers in my berry waffle. And she's like, oh no, that's not okay. And she just walks away and so i'm like what's happening did she just walk away and be like whatever <laughs> so then she comes back and she gives us the bill and says well we took it off the bill for you and then walks away again and i was like okay so no apology i apologize to you oh my but gosh. no apology and i'm hungry oh my gosh she didn't offer you a different no one. i was like can i have another waffle no nothing nothing so that really pissed me off so um anyways i apologized because they put Brains, mm-hmm. peppers, in my berry waffle.
1: But start to count how many times you do that. And then try yeah. to count the men in your life how much they do that. And they don't. They don't. And here's why. Why? They have a different measuring stick mm. for
0: what is mm-hmm. worthy of an apology. Yes. They deem things that need to be apologized for probably in a much better yes, way than, than we do. We do as women. We deem everything mm-hmm. as needing an apology. And men are like, I'll apologize if I did something wrong. Right. It's not that they're not apologizing when they do something wrong. It's just that they don't feel like the same things that we feel need an apology.
1: They almost have a better, men have a better handle on this. So we're not saying that they're doing something wrong in the I'm sorry world. We're saying that we wish we could, we want to do that as well. They're probably
0: doing it right.
1: Exactly. And we're doing it wrong. We are. And it's just this idea that we always feel subconsciously like we're just, we talked about this a lot before at the body image, just taking up space that we shouldn't be. Yeah. So let's just apologize for it all.
0: Javanovic, Maja Javanovic, who does the TED talk. Yes. Talks about a Google Chrome plugin called Just Not Sorry. And this plugin will tell you when your words undermine your message in, in emails. emails,
1: it'll count them for you. It'll
0: count them and say, do you really want to send this? Do you want to change I'm those I'm going to put that plug in
1: tomorrow. Don't
0: say you're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or
1: anything like
0: that. Or anything like that. My thing for all of you is, and because I am a chakra therapist, so that's ingrained in me, but is to open your throat chakra. Because that is... A huge part of being able to actually not say you're sorry, so your chakras can be either too open or too closed, Mm -hmm. and you know there's got to be balance there. And if you're saying you're sorry a lot, you need to 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 close that portion of your throat chakra and open the truth part of your throat Mm. chakra. So that's not a truth. That's not your truth. Walking around saying you're sorry for everything, you don't feel that, do you? Like when somebody bumps into you and you say, "Oh, I'm sorry." Are you sorry? Right.
1: No. Well, no, but you could be sorry for taking up space and just being there. Yeah. And that's that's not your truth. No, it's not your truth. Not at all. So I think that what we should do, what I'm going to do, we'll say this, is count how many times I do it this week. All right. Let's keep a little tally.
0: A little tally. Yeah. And yeah. we'll come back and we'll report on our next episode. Because I'm
1: really going to try to change that. Yeah. And I'm I do think well. a lot of times, you're right, it is just ingrained and it is re- like what we're used to saying. Mm-hmm. We just need to replace it. Yeah. Replace it. Mm-hmm.
0: And so I, I see a lot of Instagram reels um, come up and there's these women that are like, I'm not going to take the exclamation points out of my email because I don't want to sound like a man because I'm not a man. Mm. And I get that. I get that. So I think that we need to find that balance too, where it's like, don't take away. You- Cause I do, I'm an exclamation point woman. Like when I type my emails or texts or anything, I use exclamation points not after every single thing but if i'm like i didn't even know that was a woman thing it will read texts from men like just think about it i don't know about mike i don't know if he uses exclamation points or not but randy doesn't i don't think he does no and so like sometimes i read texts from randy Mm. and i'm like "Mm." (laughs) is he i'm like shit stained about this (laughs) or Why are you
1: not more excited? Why didn't
0: you put six emojis and an exclamation point in here? Because that's what I need to know that you're being jokey and lovey. Yeah. I'm not going to take the exclamation points out. I'm not going to take my emojis out unless it's a work email. Then I am. But yeah, when I'm talking to my friends and stuff, I'm going to leave that stuff in because that's me. That's my personality. But what I am going to start being cognizant of is the I'm sorry's. Because I,
1: I think when she talked about the fact that people just don't take you seriously, then if you're going to lead with this, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. or lead with, you know, Oh, this old thing. If somebody says you look pretty or, Uh, Oh, when Mike tells me I look pretty, this is my response. You have to say that you're my boyfriend. Oh dear God. Ew. God bless it. Why would I do that? I do it every time. Instead I should say, Thank "Thank thank you and shut up and shut up. What we do too.
0: It's like, she talks about this. Maja talks about it in our Ted talk. Like, I love your dress. Thank you. It was only $5. Yes.
1: Aren't <laughs> <laughs> just this old thing. I found it in the bottom of my closet. She's like, and then when you say that to me, I think, Oh yeah, it does look cheap. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. It does have wrinkles. Oh, mom doesn't have wrinkles. Just say, you say thank that. you
1: and be done. Yeah. And just shut your
0: mouth. Uh
1: huh. Because you know what? The other thing that females do that I don't find that men do very much that I wish I could get better at is we fill the air we do with stupid shit yeah yeah I feel like when it's just
0: you and I we're good with that though
1: we don't need to fill no no it's fine but
0: But with people with
1: other people I definitely yeah Fill the air and then when i do i go like (laughs) Uh and i wish you could see the face i was making uh, but i'm like (laughs) why did i say that what is that that's like the stupid shit (laughs) and it's like i'm making this small talk that's like dumb and i don't even know and i'm joke that's not funny and i just wanted to fill the air because i feel that someone has to when
0: i fill the air i have to say i'm
1: sorry at the time. I know. I know.
0: And I have to say I'm sorry because I said something really stupid or offensive because mm-hmm. I didn't know what else to say and the shit comes out of my mouth and yeah. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> but you know what? Men just are quiet. <laughs> yeah, they just stay quiet. But then I stare at them and I'm like, what the fuck are you? Thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you saying everything that's in your brain right now? I don't understand. <laughs> <sighs> Long story short, guys and gals, don't say I'm sorry. Just stop. Unless
1: you've really hurt someone.
0: Exactly. Say you're sorry when it's
1: warranted. Mm -hmm.
0: When you've hurt someone, when you've done something wrong. Yeah. Like wrong, hurtful wrong. Mm
1: -hmm. Not
0: like you made a simple mistake. Yeah. Just, I have to. I'm sorry. We have to come back to the throat chakra for just one more thing. You just said I'm sorry.
1: Oh, fuck. See? Call your friends out.
0: Damn it! Okay. (laughs) I need to add this one more thing. There we go. About the throat chakra. That the more that we verbalize something it becomes our inner voice Hmm. and that's the thing that speaks to us the most and if we're saying i'm sorry all the time we're gonna feel like we are broken and we're doing something wrong constantly so stop it and i'm saying stop it to me
1: too stop it everyone stop it okay We get to the end of the episode, and this is what I say to Sarah every time we go off. I'm like, oh, I hope there's something usable on there. <laughs> it
0: always turns out good.
1: Yes, because you are a producer extraordinaire. <laughs> thank you.
0: Yes, good job, Sarah.
1: Thank you. Oh, I had to say thank you twice. Yes, I'm so proud of her. <laughs> Again, thank you all for joining us. And follow us on Twitter, at untherapists. I don't understand the Twitterish world, mm-hmm. and I need to.
0: Follow us on Instagram.
1: At unqualified therapist. Email us. At unqualified therapists at gmail.com. Please email us. I'm begging you. We, we would love <laughs> to know your show topics. I would love it. Someone that you think we should interview. Maybe it's you. Yeah. Maybe there's someone that you know that needs the other story out there. Maybe, I don't know. It could be anything. Anything. Tell us. Just talk to us. We've we want got, to hear we've got plans, on.
0: but we can move them. We can. We we want to hear what's going on with yous, with yens, guys, as we say here in Pittsburgh.
1: So yeah, stay in touch with us. DM us, send us messages. They really do keep us going. If on- you want to join mm-hmm. us
0: as a fan on our fan club, go to patreon.com slash unqualified therapists, Inc. And you'll get all kinds of extra stuff and bonus stuff by being
1: a part of our fan club. We love you. Thanks again for joining us and sharing us with your friends and family is the best thing. Along with giving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google, or Amazon. We really appreciate all of that. We do. It helps us grow our community. And makes us do a little happy dance. (laughs) Bye.